Welcome to Women Wake Up, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On this week's guest episode, I welcome the wonderful Lucia Nazaro. Lucia is an expert storyteller and the founder of Well Seekers Podcast and Company dedicated to stories and solutions. Lucia's work focuses on realness and struggles of life and how we can live well individually as well as a society and let our light shine through whatever comes our way. Lucia creates stories and solutions to help individuals and society to find their story. She shares with us on this episode about establishing her company, her podcast, and how it all came about for her. Together, we discuss the power of the spoken word and taking the leap of faith into the unknown. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Lucia. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hi, Whitney. Thanks so much for having me. Wonderful to have you. And I'd love for you to share... Lucia, about your work as a storyteller. I know that your focus is to really help people create stories and solutions to help individuals and society to find their story. So tell us more about that. Yeah, sure. So my career really started actually in music. And I just believe in the power of words and narrative and how it can just transform and change either a moment in your life or even, you know, the whole trajectory of your life when something someone shares resonates with you. My career actually started as a musician when I was in my teens and did okay with it, probably further than not as far as I wanted, but further than a lot and ended up with like a licensing deal. And you can still hear some of my songs in Hallmark movies and commercials. But in the in the middle of my music career, I really transitioned into storytelling broadcast mainly. And then as technology emerged, digital online platform. And as I was telling people stories, it really resonated with me that I loved the process of telling stories and the connection and the power that there is in shared experience, which again, is just life-changing and transformative. I had this film degree, this master's in film and was working in the industry pretty heavily. And really the stories I gravitated to were ones around individual well-being and so societal issues. So I ended up going back and getting another degree in those areas and dove into learning as much as I can about the clinical side of things, the social issues side of things, working with clients, learning trainings on things like CBT and ways we can change the narratives both individually as individuals for our own lives and our own well-being and then societally how can we take that back using the power of media combining these two things to really help 
not only individuals with the shared experience, but tools and solutions, right? Like the meat of how we actually create change as individuals and a society. Yeah, that's fantastic. You said that you were first interested in music, but how early on did you start storytelling? Was that something that was in your life at an early age? Was that something that your family did? Because, you know, storytelling is as old as time, you know, from the time that we were cavemen and gathered around a fire. That's how we began communicating and sharing about our lives. And then we got into more fictional storytelling and creating ideas and concepts around what we saw so it's been around forever and it definitely is a way to bring people together and share ideas. So yeah, how did it start for you in your life? I think I've always been a writer, even as a young child. My nano was my grandfather on my father's side and my grandmother were both into music. And my grandfather professionally was a really well-known impresario. He brought one of the most famous, actually the most famous opera company to the United States from Italy and did a lot of cool things in that realm. So I think just stories about his work and the work he did through productions and performances. And um, he had a film company and things like that, where I just, I just loved the magic of storytelling. So I think that's where it probably originated. You know, music is storytelling. I think one of the reasons we gravitate towards and we love musicians is because there's in such a, a short time, two to three minutes, that story that musicians share really resonate with people at an emotional like gut level, right? So I think that that started, gosh, as early as I can remember. I remember saving up for like a karaoke machine when I was like five because I wanted to record myself doing music. So I think since I was born, it's innately been in me to help people, you know, resonate and transform their own lives. And again, culturally, our lives um, through storytelling. Wonderful. And then I'd like for you to share with us about the company that you founded, Well Seekers, which is also your podcast that you have. Before we get into that, I was just going to ask if you could share your own first beginnings of using your story, because your mission statement for your work is to focus on our struggles and the realness of life and how we can learn to live well and let our light shine through whatever way it comes out. So no matter what's happened to us, it's sort of that idea of turning the coal into a diamond, right? Taking our greatest traumas, our greatest struggles, our greatest defeats. And then once we own it and then share it, it can really be something that profoundly impacts others. So what what were those for you? What are some of your stories that you've shared with others that felt like something that was once maybe challenging and then became a victory? Yeah, I mean, I think predominantly through music and now through most of my storytelling experience was telling other people's stories, right? As a journalist and sharing other people's stories and power that they've created through change. And I think Well Seekers does that as well now. It's sharing other people's stories and solutions. So I think the majority of my storytelling and my own personal story really come started in music. Any song you hear of mine is definitely a story of mine. But I think the way that it shows up today in my work is more through the people that I have in my podcast and then the solutions that we share on the podcast. 
most of the things I've been trained in, I've also experienced on the other end as a client, right? So having challenges in my life and really complex challenges and seeing the power of some of the clinical tools of CBT, in addition to hearing other people who have struggled, like I've struggled and personal narrative. I think it's really the combination of both, right? Knowing you're not alone and then great. I know I'm not alone, but now what do I do, right? How do I change this experience for myself? So my storytelling really comes through sharing the stories of others and then talking about ways that people can get out of the current struggles that they face and the challenges that they face. You didn't have any of your own personal stories that you shared originally or any turning points in your life that really encouraged you to want to have others do the same? Because oftentimes, you know, it's through our own sort of overcoming and triumphs that we realize I want to help other people see that they don't have to feel hopeless or like they are, you know, not going to be able to be successful because of what they've been through. Yeah. I honestly don't know if there's one I've again, like my, my struggles have been plentiful. And I think a lot of people's struggles are plentiful Uh, there. I could not pinpoint one. There's been so many layers of things of loss in my life or addiction or eating related struggles or grief or significant loss, complex loss, random loss, relationship struggles. It We could probably go through all of those and I could say like, check, 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 check. I mean, there was a time where I've seen this, the power of CBT in my own life and how it helped me through a few of those in addition to more somatic experiences. So for me, it's been this own wellness journey of mine to help me navigate so, so many complex experiences and so many different challenges that came into my own life. So I, there's definitely not one. I would say it's the thing that resonated with me most was when I heard stories of other people in these many different genres, and I'd be like, okay, I experienced that too. But then on the client side of things, going through the process of CBT to help me with all these areas and going through somatic exercises to help me with all these areas and seeing how it doesn't just resonate for one thing, right? Like it's not just going to treat anxiety. It's not just going to treat depression. It's something that can be applied to all these struggles, whether it's, you know, grief and loss, whether it's addiction, whether it's eating disorders, whether it's relationship and divorce, right? whether it's um, issues with fertility, all of these different things. I just feel like CBT, DBT, somatic um, solutions really resonates for all these areas. But no, not one specific thing. I wish there was just one. That probably would have (laughs) been a lot uh, different experience. But yeah, there's just been a lot of layers for me in life. Thank you. And then tell us a bit about Well Seekers. How did this, what what inspired you to create this company to begin your podcast? And what are sort of the tenets of Well Seekers? Yeah, sure. So Well Seekers, um, which is interesting because we may be going through a podcast rebrand, which is how we connected. Um, But Well Well Seekers is really was created out of helping people find the keys to some of the challenges they face in life, many that I just named, right? There's so many different struggles. And what I found is, um, unless you're taught these tools, right? There's a movement, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It's like conscious reparenting. Have you heard of that movement? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that wealth seekers is like that. It's like, if you didn't get all the keys that maybe you missed some gaps and maybe some weren't taught to you, maybe some were taught to you and they were more maladaptive or how can we help you find the keys to, you know, bright and well living and form better relationships with yourselves and with other people and with your life when you get stuck and you're not really sure where to go. So really it's a community of people. Um, I call it a tribe of seekers that are just looking to find and feel better. And that may be because you've had this enormous loss. And that may be because you're just feeling a little stuck in your life and you don't know where to go. I, again, I think the beautiful thing, and I, I know you're a therapist as well, is that it's these skills and strategies work. Um, and they work in making you rise and they work in making you come back. And whatever the topic is that we dive into, and we dive into all sorts of topics on Well Seekers, it's a place and a community and a support to help you find the keys to bright and well living. Beautiful. And you offer a few courses through Well Seekers that it sounds like helps people to move through and be able to reduce stress, anxiety, elevate their mood to really find kind of find better quality. Um, how, what are, I know that you have some steps through this. What are some things that you walk people through to get to that place of greater accessing greater joy? Yeah. So, um, there's, there's one main course on wall seekers right now. And again, we're going through a revamping process. I, I imagine this is just going to only grow. The course that you're referencing that's on there is something called coping through crisis which is a five-day guide to reduce stress, anxiety, and elevate mood. And it was actually created during COVID because people were in such heightened states, right, of stress and anxiety. I think you probably know this again. I know you're a clinician, but there was a 400% and sustained 400% increase in anxiety since COVID started. And because of that, it's how do we go through this in a way and learn new tools and new coping skills in this 2024 world where we have a lot of things pulling at us, a lot of societal things, individual things, family things. So it really is a five module, five day course that walks through um, how to create structure during uncertainty, the importance of your feelings, how to even recognize your feelings. You know, one of the things that I've learned through the years is that sometimes people don't even know what they're feeling or they have this expectation that they should feel good all the time. And if they're not feeling good all the time, that there's something wrong with their lives. And instead, it's just, you know, we all have feelings, they ebb and they flow. So sometimes it's just shifting expectations. Sometimes it's, you know, that you're supposed to have up and down feelings. And how can we help support you better during those times of up and downs? There's a module on self care. There's a module on um, staying present, how to increase mindfulness, which is obviously enormous. And then there's, yes, a module on seeking joy, which I think that you mentioned as well. So what is joy and how can we bring joy and passion back into our lives during these times of anxiety and stress when we're feeling all the things and all the feelings? How can we also have joy in there? And how did you put together Well Seekers? What was what were the first steps towards this? Was it all based in storytelling? Is that sort of the foundation of it? Is you just felt inspired by your work as a songwriter and storyteller and you wanted other people to heal through storytelling? Because it seems like it's also dovetailed off of that. So how, how did you take your steps towards starting this company? Yeah, it's interesting because all things evolve, which again, I'm sure you've experienced with your own company. 
Um, Wealth Seekers actually started as a subscription box for self-care. Because at the time when I started it, which was about five years ago, there weren't very many subscription boxes for self-care. Um, but I learned quickly that really that wasn't, I mean, I would love to still have, we have, and if you go to Wealth Seekers, you'll see that we still do the one-off boxes, not the subscription service. Yeah, I I thought people don't know sometimes like how to be supported through whether it's challenging times or whether it's times where, like I said, I don't know, I don't know how to grow, but I know I want to grow. And what tools can I use? What solutions can I use? So it really had a three-prong approach where it was stories, solutions, and tools. It still has that approach. The tools are just a little bit different. Like I said, it's sort of a one-off self-care box. And then you can see there's other small items on our um, tools list. I do often link when we talk about a tool to places that I get my tools um, and give access to things that I know that have worked for me through so many different things. Like I said, like loss, relationships, death, addiction, eating disorders, all those things. Um, So yeah, so it's really that three-prong approach and was born out of, wow, I feel like there's not a lot of this three-prong approach out there where it's like, I get really good stories with really impactful people. And then they're also going to give me solutions and they're also going to lead me to these tools. Yeah. Just to tag onto that, I think what we saw was that, or what I saw was that the subscription boxes were a lot. And my heart was really mainly in the storytelling. So were there other ways to link to things that people were already doing, maybe doing even better, right? That's where the featured tools section comes on Well Seekers. These are things that I use daily in my life and my wellness journey. Great. Great. And what's, what's been your favorite part of the work that you've been able, do you work with people one-on-one or do you just sort do you offer programs or do you, do people share their stories and then you share them like with your community or how does that work? Yeah. So the way that I find people for well seekers is really through just seeing people's stories or researching, um, because I'm a huge research nerd. I just research people and um, find out what they're doing, whether again, it's like a shared story, or it's someone that's done something recently within the world of well-being. And I really love their approach or the technique they're offering and bringing them on. So I really just, it's my own research and my own relationships. I've worked in a lot of the media field, and I've worked in, you know, the wellness fields and the clinical field. So it's also bringing people that I've worked with, and I've stumbled across from my work in all over the country. That's how I predominantly share and find people. And then as far as working with one on one, I'm really phasing out of that and more bringing it to this larger platform of well seekers, whether it's through you know, people listening and getting the information from the podcast. And then again, moving into courses or moving into some of the tools that I share and then creating larger stories and narratives, which I'm involved in as well, um, like docu-series and documentaries. Oh, can you tell us about that? Ah, so I'm under an NDA right now, oh, okay. um, which is a non-disclosure agreement where I can't talk about the specific deal I'm in, but I'd love to come back and talk about it if it takes off. You can be in these amazing development deals and then they can sort of just randomly end. I'll just say that my focus is on social issues and well-being issues with people and then our society at large. Oh, okay. 
So that, I mean, without disclosing anything specific, it's you're helping people maybe who are struggling with, you know, social justice issues to share their story. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, and it's so funny in the process, I would never say like social, social justice. Yeah. Um, social justice ish related issues and then well-being issues too. And so as a expert storyteller, what, so like for people listening who have always liked to share their stories and tell stories, but don't really know what they could do with it. How do you, is it a spoken word thing for you? Do you tell stories like during, like in presentations or like on a platform or do you write your stories? Like how, how do you define yourself as a storyteller and how do you, like, what's the channel, like the medium that you present that through? So, I mean, right now it's predominantly spoken in the sense of podcast and then visual mediums within the context of like, again, docu-series um, and video. I really love the mix of everything, putting words and music uh, and visuals together. That's what I most love is that sort of mixed impact. Um, I've been going back to you know, songwriting and music making to use in some of my visuals. Um, so even if on Wellseekers, if you listen to the podcast, there's music before and after, and that's my my music. So it's really a mix for me. I love putting together visuals and words and music. And I think it just is like everything that we want to feel and brings out all the feelings. But if someone doesn't know where to start, was that your question? Like how people can share their stories? Yeah. Like if somebody has always felt that they are a strong storyteller, they love to tell stories, it's a passion of theirs, but they think, you know, how could I ever make a living out of this or make this my profession? What are some steps they can take since you've done that? Yeah. I mean, now more than, you know, when I got into media, like, gosh, almost 20 years ago when my career started, um, less than that, but close, there wasn't an opportunity to just do what, right. Do what you're doing, do what I'm doing with wealth seekers to just come on and say, I have something to say and I have something I want to create and I'm going to do it. It was a very small group of people that made all the decisions of what we had access to, what stories we had access to, what people we had access to. And that's just not the case anymore. Now you can, you can literally make a media career on your own, in your room as one person. So I would say now more than ever, if someone is a storyteller and doesn't know where to start, like start with yourself, start in your room, start recording things. I mean, even I'm an audio nerd because I went to film school and I'm a musician. Um, so I love hearing good quality audio. But in general, I mean, and you've probably experienced this too. I've listened to podcasts and it's hard for me to get through because I like good audio, but there's no, people listen to all different audio qualities. It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, there's lots of different tools and consumer friendly tools and access that you have now, whether it's through social media, through YouTube. I mean, there's nothing bigger than that, right? Like you had an idea to do this and you just did it, right? That wouldn't, and now you have people listening to your podcast and um, fans, all of that, that would not have happened even 10 years ago. What year is it? Yeah. Even 10 years ago, I had a podcast and it was like rare to have a podcast 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, wow. You were one of the pioneers. Yeah. A, a thousand percent because of it got a lot of attention. Right. 
But now it's we all have access and we all have the ability to touch the same audience. You have the same ability to get to the same audience Disney does. Yes, their name's a little bit more recognizable, but the playing field of access to everyone is the same. It's going to be harder marketing-wise because they're more well-known, right? But you're to, to know, like, I have access to the same people they do, essentially, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is true, not just about storytelling, but about so many mediums right now, which is that we really do have much greater access and ability to just go for it, as you said, to just be able to, if you like to storytell and speak, then just speak, just record it. Just a, do th- it. a thousand percent. And I think what stops us, and I mean, this applies to me too. I've been in the middle of a rebrand for like six months and it's like you question yourself and you're like, oh, but it does, right? Like it doesn't need to be perfect. You'll tweak it along the way. Like just go. Um, and I think that that's the advice I would give. It doesn't need to be perfect. You're never going to get it perfect. And if you are an artist and creator, you're always going to second guess yourself. Always. That's been my experience. Like I said, since I, I started as a teenager at this. So it has been 20 plus years since I was a teenager starting. And I've never been like, oh, I'm so sure of what I'm creating. Like, it's just not the artist's mind, right? It's just not our mindset. So I would say just go for it. Just start, tweak along the way, put it out there. You'll find it. You'll find the people and the spots that you need to be in. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you spoke to, you know, for me, for just getting this started, I... It was interesting how I started this podcast. I had been playing around with the idea. And then I went, uh, I did a networking group. It was like the Spiritual Women's Networking Group. This was back three years ago now, because it's 2021 in January. And they there was like 300 women. And we were all just kind of connecting and getting into breakout groups and sharing about our work. But she picked four people at random to speak to the entire group at once about what they were doing. And she picked me. And Mm. on a whim, I just came out with, I was like, I'm starting a podcast. I started it and I'm looking for women to interview. So I had not started a podcast at all. (laughs) I didn't have anything ready. I didn't have a mic. I had nothing. And I had so many women just flood my inbox with like, I want to be a guest. I want to be a guest. So I was like, well, I guess I'm starting a podcast this year. (laughs) Yeah. And that was in your heart, right? Like you knew you wanted to do it, but, and what prevented you, Whitney, from doing it? What do you feel like prevented you from all the hows, right? Well, how am I, how does it work? How do you do this? But by speaking it out loud and getting the interest and getting guests, I was like, well, it doesn't matter the hows. I'll figure it out. A million people have podcasts. I can do it. I just need, all I need to do is just do something and that will be good enough. And you know, my quality improved over time. My first episode was not great, but that's just like you said, it doesn't have to be just to get started. Getting started is way better than the perfect curated first episode that takes three years to ever actually get out, right? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, even this is like pushing me, right? Because like practice what you say. It's like, yeah, it's time to just launch what you have or tweak what you need to instead of just sitting and being like, well, I need this needs to be this. It's like, no, it doesn't, right? Like, I love that you just put it out there. It's almost like you walked out to the edge of a diving board and and everyone was watching you and you're like, well, now I have to jump, right? It's like in some way to just put your, put it on social media, right? If you're, if you're scared that like you want to start something and you don't know how to do it, put it on social media. Hey, I'm starting a podcast. 
February, whatever, March of 2024. Now you've just sort of given yourself a deadline and set it to the world, right? And now you just need to find a way to make it happen. So I think there's, um, yeah, we shoot ourselves in the <laughs> in the foot a lot and self-sabotage, at least in my experience. Yeah, exactly. And two things come to mind. One is a quote that I love that says, jump and the net will appear, which kind of reminds me of the fool in tarot, which is just this idea of you just, just act just if it, like you said, if it's in your heart, trust that you'll be guided, that you'll, as soon as you show action to the universe, that you're actually going to do it, they will, it will come together and, and conspire in your favor. And the other part is that when you really believe in something that you want to do, that, that, that it's going to work out, that it's just about taking the first, that taking that first step and putting it out in the world and trusting that things will flow from there. Exactly. Exactly. And has there ever been a time, like if we take a step back, right, has there ever been a time in your life where you did that and the net didn't appear? Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, it can be choppy waters, right? Like you said, if you jump off that diving board, you, you might be kind of floundering. But I've always found that if you really believe in it and you did it because it was for you. I think that when we, if we flounder, it's because we did it for somebody else and it wasn't in our heart or our souls. I completely, completely agree. And I think, you know, the net may not be white and it may not be soft and cushy. It may <laughs> be like gray and metal, right? But something's going to be there. Something's going to be there. And if it's not the net you want, then you get off and you dive up, <laughs> you walk up and you dive off again and there's going to be a different net. I just think when we have sort of this idea of how it all has to go and those steps, and maybe that's just me because I'm prone to anxiety. I'm like, what's it going to look like? It's like, mm -hmm. we don't need to know. We just need to go, right? Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. You don't need to know. You just need to go. Yeah, that's, that's what it nice. is. You're, and because there's so many messages out there that say, you know, have your dreams, have, you know, your ideas, your, your vision in the clouds, but be open to the idea of things changing or being different because what can happen could be even greater beyond your wildest dreams. And that's often the case. Yeah. And even like, yeah, I completely agree. Then I think even setting that expectation, right? Like maybe you don't know what your dream is totally. That's okay too. What do you know right now? What do you want to do right now? You don't need to say like, I want to be, I mean, who's Joe Rogan's probably like one of the biggest podcasters, right? Like I, I want to be, Joe. you don't even need to know that because maybe you're going to start a podcast and you're going to meet someone and it's going to take you into this new passion of writing or maybe not even in media, right? I would say we don't need that goal anymore. We just small goals. Like yeah. if you want to start a podcast, start a podcast and see what happens. You don't need to set the expectation that it's going to have 100,000 downloads or any amount of downloads. Just start it and see if you like it because you may not, right? You may be building this thing up in your head that you don't even like. That's I've so really, true. That's so yeah. true that sometimes the things, and I actually heard that message recently too in an Oracle card or something that said, you know, you might think that you really want something, but it may not be happening for you because it's not actually aligned with what you would, what would be a deeper fulfillment or something. And that's, we can look back at our lives and see, oh yeah, that's, if I, I'm glad I didn't get everything I wished on a star for, or said I wanted so deeply because now I wouldn't want that thing at all, <laughs> but it took time to realize that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think career-wise, for sure, that's been a bit of my experience. Um, and anytime, I love how you said that, Winnie, anytime I've struggled, which I think in the last two years, I've, I definitely have in some of my career sort of focus, it's when I feel like I need, I should, that word should is a, is a red flag for me. I red flag myself. Like you're being a red flag to yourself if I keep saying the word should, because should is never what I'm supposed to be doing or what the universe wants me to do or where my heart is. Should is in the expectations that I've gathered somewhere of what is right or wrong, right? And so I think that whenever I've lived in should is when I've been the most miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why taking the leap is important because usually when you take a leap, it's not a should. It's a dream. It's a inspiration that you're like, I don't know how, because shoulds are often safer, right? Well, I should take this path because I, I know the exact steps. But when you take that leap, you don't know what might happen. And also on that note, speaking of, you know, the spoken word and the power of the spoken word, another great first step is sort of like my example of speaking to that group of women that I am starting a podcast. I am is known to be the most powerful statement in the universe. I've heard it's like the key and the ignition to, you know, creation. So when we make a statement before it even happens, if you say, I am a successful business owner of Women Weekend, you're, mm. you're putting it out there because that's my, my intention this year is to focus on my business. So what would be your statement? for this year? If you had an I am statement for what your greatest dream is, what is, what is your statement to the universe now? Oh gosh. I feel like I have way too many. (laughs) One, just one little, it could be even a little one. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I am whole, I'm complete. I think oftentimes we feel like we're, you know, when I am blank, I'll be good. Like I'm good. I'm whole. I'm good right now. Yeah. I hear that. And I feel that that is a theme for this year is the more that we recognize that we don't need anything, then again, kind of like going for our dreams. We're not doing what we feel we need to do. or We're doing what we desire to do. Because when we don't believe we're whole, we spend so much time and energy trying to fill those holes. Exactly. I think that that's when the shoulds pop up. Yep. Right. That's when we follow the shoulds is when we don't feel whole or we don't feel good enough or right? Instead of I am whole and complete, I have everything I need right now, even if my brain, right, those neurons are firing, um, telling me otherwise. So I mean, and it's hard. I think you probably know this 95% of our thoughts that we have every day are the same. So breaking that narrative and story is so challenging. But it's through these conversations that they happen, because maybe someone listening right now heard something that they'd never heard before because they're we're constantly at the level of our thoughts, which is 95% <laughs> the same every day, right? So having exposure to conversations like these or even just learn, I wrote down the I am thing that you just said, right? I didn't know that, right? That's a new thought for me. So I'm going to explore that, right? So if you hear something that's new, like move toward, and it resonates, move towards it. You don't need to know, right? In the spirit of, because I say this, you don't need to know, you just need to go, like, just follow it and see where it takes you. Right. Yes. Yeah. And again, the power of people speaking and sharing ideas. And that's one thing that I love about podcasts is you never know what expression, what statement, what voice you might share that might, you don't know whose ears it will land in. You don't know the ripple effect of what you put out because it truly, when you think of the original broadcasting systems, it was that 
you know, the like a tower that was like sending out waves, right? Like the radio waves, you truly are sending waves out into the universe of your voice, of your sentiments. And that's so brilliantly powerful, but also so touching. You don't know how many lives it can touch, how many or how. And it also helps you to remember not to doubt yourself because we might say, well, who am I to speak? Who am I to share my story? Well, who are you not to? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And one last thing I want to share with the audience, because we were kind of talking about outlets for people who are looking to get started as a storyteller or or sharing their voice. I actually guested on someone's radio show recently, and they sent me the link. And you can actually go to this website called blogtalkradio.com, and you can start your own radio show. (laughs) Pretty simply, you just get a little time slot, and it's it's streamed online, so people have to know where to find it. But it's a great medium if that's what people might be interested in. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many different tools like that. And even yeah. some, and I'm, I'm escape the other couple that I know of are escaping me, but it's, you can record and they'll actually distribute it for you as well. So you don't even need to figure that part out. Right. Mm. So there's a lot of tools out there and now more than ever, just take a leap, take a leap, see take where, leap. see where you land. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's been wonderful to have you. Could you please share for everyone listening, if they would like to work with you, if they'd like to learn more about you, listen to your podcast, how can they find you? Yeah. So um, the our site is wellseekers.com. On all social media, you can find at wellseekers for um, the show. And then for me, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, I just, where I gravitate towards. And you can find me at Lucia Naz. Um, I'll send you my links too, if it's easier, because I know sometimes people spell my name wrong. Um, But feel free to reach out. I always get back to everyone that writes me. I love communicating with people. Um, So yeah, would love to stay in touch and would love to have you on my show too, Whitney. Yes, absolutely. More collaboration, more spoken (laughs) word. Let's go. Let's take the leap. All right, Lucia, well, thank you so much for being such a lovely guest. We'll have all your information in the show notes and happy new year. May it be a beautiful one for you. Thanks so much, Whitney. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.